Sunny, can you share with me a story and recent memory where you felt that creativity was especially present with you? I'm not sure if this would count as creativity so much as Okay, it, I think I would call this creative inspiration. I was reading this book called The Foreign Language of Others, and it's about a Korean mother who writes her daughter who lives in America these letters. And it's super sad. But then when I was reading these letters, I was like, oh, I love writing letters. <laughs> <laughs> like handwriting letters. Yeah, I love yeah. handwriting letters. Why haven't I thought to do this? I think in an age where all my friends are just a text away or a video chat away, I forget that the letter allows for a different way of communicating. Mm-hmm. It, there's like more space between me and my friend. Mm-hmm. So that I can like give them a fully formed thought before yeah. they can like, and it, it becomes like deeper and a reflective and it's just amazing because it's like I get to lend my friend insight into my inner monologue, right? And it's just so intimate. So anyway, um, that was my moment of creative inspiration. And so I sent out like, four or five letters to friends and uh, letters to my parents too in Korea. Oh, nice. The joy is that unexpectedly my friends have been writing their letters back and it's it's so amazing because I can tell that they're also um, discovering their, their inner written voice. Right. right? And I get to hear it and it's just like, Oh my God. That's so touching. I love that. Especially when we're feeling so isolated. Oh my God, you should yeah. give me your address. Like, <laughs> okay, perfect. We'll definitely do that. <laughs> so, when's the last time you felt creative? So, I used to, pre pandemic, go to dance classes a lot. Oh, yeah, you love dance. I love dancing. And I love dancing in community with other people, right? It mm-hmm. was just like, it's just such a mm-hmm. nourishing thing. And since the pandemic, I just really haven't moved my body yeah. in that way. Oh, and either. I think about a couple weeks ago, I was listening to some music and I just, I just like for the first time in months, just got up. I was like in my underwear and I just started Aww. dancing, like just very free, like swaying and moving all about and then as the the rhythm picked up I just kind of like picked it up and I don't even really know what I was doing and I know a lot of people say like oh just like dance alone and it's super Mm -hmm. fun but like there's a reason why people say that it's like so (laughs) freeing and I remember in that moment actually like laughter just just like like fell out of me Right. It was like, like joy and like smiling. I just was like Mm -hmm. smiling for no reason. Mm -hmm. And I felt so silly because I was like, I'm just smiling so much because I'm so happy doing this. And I think, um, you know, I, I think that's a marker of creativity, right. Of just being authentic, you know, absolutely. And just going with your gut and just moving your body. And in a way it's like creativity is basically something that you never thought to do. Right. It's just yeah. something that you do or it's something that you are. It's something yeah. that you are. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right, right, right.
Welcome to our podcast, Are You There Universe, hosted by me, Jamie Wu, and Sunny Yu, two high-achieving Asian-American women recovering from burnout. Join us as we embark on a journey to reclaim ourselves and inner power, unpack and explore the transformative nature of social change and justice at the level of the spirit, and heal our past traumas by exploring our present. Because when you heal yourself, you heal the world. When you evolve, the world evolves with you. So to kick us off, I want to read this quote that I found about this intersection between creativity and mindfulness. Mm. And it's by Dr. Wayne Dyer. And the quote reads, everything that's created comes out of silence. Your thoughts emerge from the nothingness of silence. Your words come out of this void. Your very essence emerged from emptiness. All creativity requires some stillness. Mm. I love this quote because I think as type A overachievers who are like suffering from burnout, Mm -hmm. we're so constantly like on the go, 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 go. Right. And, Mm -hmm. and in our jobs, we're oftentimes required to come up with creative solutions or just like be creative. Like in my job, I'm developing ideas for television series, right? Like Mm -hmm. sometimes I literally put on my calendar. It's like, I have to block out time to like be creative, right? Like Mm -hmm. that's such a weird thing. Mm -hmm. And to schedule that out, you know, and I'm realizing and what this quote really kind of illuminates for me is that being still and practicing mindfulness essentially removes so many of the barriers and blockages in our brains and our minds and our hearts that are preventing us from really fulfilling our creativity or creative potential, right? Like Mm. we're, we're always creative, but we get in our heads and we have all these other, you know, responsibilities and fears and thoughts that I think are blocking our ability to really honor that creativity. And so I love that this quote says, all creativity requires some stillness, being mindful, sitting in peace, sitting at your heart center can actually allow that creativity that already exists within us to flourish. What do you think, Sunny? The part of the quotation that really resonates with me is how this void, right? The origin Mm. of creativity is not within me or rather it's not, um, it's not something that is unique. And what I mean by this is oftentimes when I think about creativity and when I'm very in awe of an artist's work or a novel or a television series and just like, wow, that just really blew my mind. I could have never imagined something like that. Mm-hmm. Creativity becomes this attached to this idea of being original And I think what I take from this quotation is that that's not what creativity is. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so how would you define that then? 
I think the joy of creativity is when it is unexpected. And I think that's the paradox that you were getting at in terms of having a creative job, like having required mm, to right. be creative on command. Yeah. And that's really interesting, especially in the context of mindfulness, because you are being disciplined yeah. about practicing mindfulness, having that space carved out to sit with your feelings and your thoughts or be in the void. And yet you can be disciplined about something for the purpose of being undisciplined, being in that void. Um, and it, the block that I imagine I would face if I were in a position like yours is the pressure to be yeah. creative, right? Yeah. Like that, that would kill it. And Wait, well, I'm, I think that's so funny. You bring that up because yeah. the times where I've had the most, what I would say like innovative or interesting ideas were ones where I'm like in the shower or yeah. I'm on a walk, right? It's not like when I'm sitting in front of my computer screen and like staring at the keyboard, <laughs> like mm-hmm, I gotta come up with mm-hmm. something, right? It's, it's through these moments actually of stillness, right? Of being in the shower and not having to do or think about anything else, right? And being on a walk and being in nature and being by myself um, or just talking with others, right? Like this idea of creative collaboration and really exchanging thoughts and just... Being open. Yeah, being open. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Yeah. yeah. And it's hard to be open sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Because we have I have so many fixed ideas about what creativity should look like, should feel like, mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. I want out of it, um, that it narrows my perspective on on how creativity can show up in my life. Well, and your point about the pressure, right? Mm-hmm. I think that pressure serves as a roadblock, right? In really mm-hmm. harnessing our own creativity. And I think we've talked about this so many times, but just like the thoughts and the stories that we tell ourselves often also become roadblocks to our own uh, embrace of our own creativity that already exists. And mm-hmm. I actually have this other anecdote, or it's more of like a, what is it called? Like an old, what, you know, like an old story. What is that called? A folktale? Of like a folktale, I suppose. <laughs> um, and this was also shared with me when I was taking that mindfulness for creativity class. Mm -hmm. Um, back in the day. And the story goes that an old Native American, oh, it's an old Native American fable. Fable, Mm -hmm. that was the word I'm thinking of. It tells the story of two wolves that are inside us. One wolf is evil or any emotion that one considers negative. And the other wolf is good or any emotion that is considered positive or joyful. And so the question is, which one wins the fight? (laughs) And the answer is whichever one you feed, mm-hmm. right? And so feeding one, that you're feeding them that wolf, your mental energy, you're feeding them the narrative that you're not good enough, you're not creative enough, um, and you're feeding them that time. And that doesn't necessarily mean that the other wolf is dead. It's just weak, right? Mm-hmm. And so we have the capacity to redirect our attention and redirect our energy and time so that we're really embracing the narratives and stories about ourselves that actually um, spur creativity, that actually allow that creativity flourish because we're not, you know, full of all these blockages. Mm. That's really interesting because 
in order to even get to a place where you can have these other more nourishing narratives, you have to bring death to the prior ones. You have to make room for that. And I think that's what I take from the meaning void. And mindfulness has a lot to do with the yin and yang balance. Mm-hmm. So you're, what is, what's really happening in mindfulness or when you're sitting still in that void, you're act- essentially sitting with a kind of death and you are surrendering to a kind of death that actually connects you to the eternal creativity of all things, right? Like death connects all of us, like everything dies. And from that space, I think of, okay, yeah, to be creative requires downtime. Yeah. <laughs> it requires spaces where you're thought, thoughtless. Um, well, no thought. I guess thoughtless has a negative connotation. But. <laughs> <laughs> or doing something without purpose. Yeah. 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 Well, I also think about this quote, or not this quote, this story, and how it centers these two wolves as um, within us mm-hmm. and that they don't define us, right? Mm-hmm. And so we have the choice to feed one or the other and that all of the negative narratives that we may have about our own capacity and our own creativity are not permanent and that they can flow within us and and out of us, right? I, I love that there is this other insight of like, you are not anxiety, Anxiety flows in you and out of you, right? Yeah. And I think what I was trying to communicate with my earlier comment too is that oftentimes we valorize creativity as this mm-hmm. like achievement, something right. that all of us should and w- should want. Mm-hmm. And I guess my desire is to kind of balance that, right? Like yeah. if you, in order to even grasp creativity, there has to be moments when you're not creative. Mm-hmm. When you allow oh, yeah. yourself to to do something else, <laughs> like yeah, clean. Yeah. You always yeah. have to clean. <laughs> you always have to take a shower. Ironic. Yeah. yeah. Um, that those kinds of repetitive, mundane activities that serve no greater purpose than itself become the... Uh, foundation, the grounds for creativity to occur. Right. Towards the end of 2020, I joined the board of an amazing collective known as YEAH, short for Young Entertainment Activists. A part of our organization is an initiative called Creators for Justice, which pairs artists and creatives with nonprofits who need help in graphic design, editing, social media, and digital art. Due to COVID-19, many nonprofits became massively overwhelmed and understaffed. While content and graphics budgets had been cut so that they could stay afloat, the need for digital content and social presence has only increased during this time. And so with an emphasis on prioritizing Black-led and racial justice coalitions, Creators for Justice aims to bridge the gap between art and activism in social justice movements. If you're interested in joining this volunteer-led initiative, visit creatorsforjustice.com. In the aftermath of a devastating shooting that left eight people dead in Atlanta, including six Asian women, we at Are You There Universe have really been struggling in putting our feelings of rage, sadness, disbelief, disappointment, fear, and heartache into words. 
It takes a lot of emotional labor to do so. And so instead, we'd like to share and elevate the words of our friend and mentor, Suchin Pak, who is actually going to be our guest interviewee in our next episode. The following is a note that she wrote to her colleagues the day after the shooting. As we celebrate historic wins in the AAPI community this past year, in Hollywood alone, Minari, Stephen Yun, Chloe Zhao, and even in the White House, our grandparents and elders, our brothers and sisters are being spit on, burned, shot, murdered, and violently attacked in broad daylight, in their workplace, on their way home, and on their daily walks in their neighborhoods. I simply ask that you become aware and informed of the systemic and deliberate violence against Asians right now and how this sits in the context of a long history of violence and scapegoating against Asians in this country. Asians have been the punchline in our jokes, the easy, often silent targets of racism, and now we are witnessing the alarming rise in violent attacks in our community. So what can we do? Support and amplify the stories, the voices that are demanding an end to this. Some organizations to follow, amplify, and or donate to include Stop AAPI Hate, CAPE, Gold House, Next Shark, Dear Asian Americans, Asian American Legal Defense and Education Fund, and Asian Americans Advancing Justice in Atlanta. We are all aware that the history of our country is often taught to us through a very narrow lens. Read, Watch, and Learn, Minor Feelings by Kathy Hong Park, articles from Pulitzer author Viet T. Nguyen, PBS five-part documentary series, Asian Americans, and follow the hashtag StopAAPIHate on your socials. For every Asian friend, colleague, client, and family member in your network, check in, vocalize your support today. Not a single person in this community is not feeling pain, fear, and sadness in this moment. Thank you for your time, your support, and your voice. Links to all of the organizations mentioned are listed in our show notes. If our show resonates with you, follow us on Instagram at areyouthere.universe. Subscribe to our channel wherever you listen to podcasts and leave us a review. We're so grateful for your support. Creativity is so tied to imagination, as mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. we've discussed. And, you know, as children, we, man, I mean, we, we, our imaginations just ran wild, right? Like we mm-hmm. thought we could fly and like mm-hmm. we made up all these make-believe stories about fairies and, you know, Mm -hmm. kingdoms and whatever. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And and as adults, I think our imagination is often curtailed because of those stories that we're talking, right? Whether it's like judgment of ourselves, like, oh, that's stupid. That could never happen. Being practical. Yeah. Like under the guise of being practical. Oh, that could never happen. Like rational or Mm -hmm. just like fear of like, oh, what? you know, what will people think of me mm-hmm. if I if I suggest this idea or mm-hmm. or maybe just like, yeah, fear of like it not being attainable. Um, mm-hmm. Failure. Failure. Mm-hmm. But I think yeah. like, and so that's, I think where that story of the wolves comes in, mm-hmm. right? It's like, which, which one are we feeding? Which one are we feeding courage and joy and compassion? Or are we feeding this narrative of fear, failure, judgment, et cetera. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, like, gosh, like, I I just remember how free I felt Mm -hmm. as a child, like, jumping from couches. And Mm -hmm. (laughs) I used to, oh, my gosh, I don't know. if I I remember um, I used to play, like, secret agent (laughs) Mm. in my dining room 
where like I would like dress in all black and I was like maybe maybe 10 9 or 10 I would dress in all black and I would um have this little like knapsack of like different gadgets and toys and stuff and I used to use my piano metronome as like a ticking bomb mm-hmm. <laughs> and I would like turn the metronome on to be like ticking and I would like put it somewhere in the dining room and then I would be like climbing under the dining table and like through the chairs trying to like disarm the bomb that I set you know <laughs> and I just like there's so much joy and just imagining new worlds right mm-hmm. and I think that is like what is going to save us in our current mm-hmm. world you know mm-hmm. I just so firmly believe that yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> it's funny because I think part of the block that we keep bringing up to creativity is precisely the inaccessibility of play, how play becomes so difficult to make time for, to justify. What is play as an adult? Like, if I think about it, what people do in their downtime for those who are around me so me- so much of that involves consumption like yeah. we go out to eat we watch something um We're on social media yeah but it but this idea of play feels ironically effortful like to go to um an amusement park oh that sounds so effortful <laughs> like <laughs> like to like gather friends expensive. to organize something yeah. for play there's like labor um, involved yeah yeah and so it's like it's funny yeah now that you mention it like i want to normalize you know playing secret agent by myself as a 30 year old you know mm-hmm, what i mean mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. You're right. There is so much organization around play. And that that just goes back to my whole point of like scheduling out being creative for mm-hmm. work. Right. Yeah. Like it's it of course you would do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And maybe it is just simply finding ways to let go of that judgment and also maybe let go of that structure of like, oh, this is how it's supposed to be. Okay. So if we're gonna play and we're gonna like have a joyful time like that means we have to organize this and we have to do this and we have to like what are the other new ways what what's what's the other wolf that we can feed that can like let us be liberated from those structures you know yeah it's I I keep finding myself like switching positions on like creativity like yeah it's like of course you would structure it in and at the same time (laughs) I'm like but I love the I love it when creativity happens when it's in unstructured ways. And so, hmm. Yeah. And of course it can be both those things. Yeah. I I was just going to say, I mean, that's the paradox, right? That's Mm -hmm. the like holding these contradictory feelings and truths about ourselves and about how we even view creativity. And I think for me, the most kind of crucial part of it is to know that like, regardless of what I do, and regardless of how I earn my money and regardless of what other people think of me, that I'm born a creative human being, that we're mm-hmm. creative just by being alive, right? <laughs> like that, like our way of navigating the world is in itself a creative pursuit. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, living is creative. Yeah. Yeah. I think the other thing that spurs or really cultivates that creativity that we already have is our sense of curiosity. Mm-hmm. Right. And like that, I think it's, it goes hand in hand with, um, with imagination, but just like constantly asking ourselves like, why, why is something this way? Or what if it was this way or challenging what's currently present? I mean, that, that ties so much into our pursuits of social justice, mm-hmm. right? Like just being curious about the world and being curious and questioning the way things are. I think that really leads to new sources of inspiration and imagination. Mm. Yeah. Something that I do is whatever I come across a seemingly very like factual instance of devastation or pain. For me, it's important to imagine uh, how that event might spawn something other than Hmm. itself. Like, can you give an example of that? Like, oh, well, there's a very, another fable about this family and this father has a son and the son breaks his leg or something. And it was like a travesty. But because he broke his leg, he was able to avoid the draft. Hmm. Um, and it's like this continuation of like, oh, something good happens and then something bad happens, something bad happens, something mm-hmm. good happens. And how I, I think for me, that's what I mean by, I think, I guess whenever I come across a very difficult story that just affirms what I already know about oppression or racism or whatever, it's really important for me to Instead of being like, oh, here's another example that confirms Mm -hmm. the unchangeable, larger than life, pervasive, permanent, seemingly permanent state of racism to be like, it's not permanent. It's not fixed. Um, It can lead to something else. I mean, actually, like you saying that really reminds me of George Floyd. Mm. Right. It's like. George Floyd was one of many, many people who died at the hands of police brutality and demonstrates and reinforces that Mm -hmm. like pervasive narrative that's in the Mm -hmm. dominant culture. But this time, I mean, it led to an explosion of protest and massive personal and institutional reckoning across the world. And time will tell whether that is, you know, actually spawned real change. But even in those moments, even in the aftermath of that, the months following, you could feel a difference. Mm-hmm. You know, you could feel shifts and you could feel people's inspiration come to light, right? Of like, what could be, right? What mm-hmm. could be if we defunded the police, like what, what if, right? Like, let's, let's, let's challenge that. Let's question that. Let's be curious about what we currently have and what could be. Um, so I think that's such a interesting. It goes back in. to your, the idea of the void too. It's like George Floyd, that event really created a void. Ooh, like this, yeah. we confronted a particular limit to what we could conceive, tolerate, and 
his absence, right, creates that compulsion to do something about it. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I also, I think at the end of the day, too, being creative is being courageous, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. It's putting yourself out there. And that, that fall, again, falls in the line of like the um, childhood versus adulthood, mm-hmm. right? Like children are are so brave when they're just like, when they put out there things that you know, like could never happen, right? Because they're not logical. Mm-hmm. They're not real, mm-hmm. right? They have, they have, they're, they're so courageous. They're not afraid of, of being wrong or, you know. Oh my gosh, I was watching this show and it was about this guy who was babysitting his two nephews and they're playing hide and seek. And the nephew's like, I don't know, maybe four or five approaches like this big teddy bear. And he's like, I wonder if he's in here. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I wonder, right? That's like yeah. the key word there is wonder, right? Yeah, and that's yeah. like that drives curiosity of like, I wonder if. So, Sunny, to go back to our initial question that started off this podcast, I asked uh, a time that you felt particularly creative and mm-hmm. like creativity was with you. And you, you talked about your letters. Mm-hmm. I talked about dancing. So, I would love to end this episode with. What are ways that you have been able to kind of remove those blocks to let creativity really shine? Do you have any suggestions? Yeah. I think for me, it's important to notice how I'm feeling. Usually a block Mm -hmm. for me, how I experience writer's block comes from particular feelings and thoughts that I can't let go of. Like, oh, why can't I do this? Um, This isn't good enough. I don't know what I'm doing. And I think it's really important that in that moment, I just stop whatever I'm doing. Like, nope, no creation from that state of mind is going to be, is going to be uh, joy filled uh, for other people. None, uh, never mind myself. And so I think for me, it's been really important to, in those moments to really just switch my state of mind, either by exercising or doing something totally mindless um, or doing something that I know I can do well so I can regain a sense of confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, that's been my way. And actually, another thing too is to pick up a hobby or something totally unrelated that's creative in a different way. That's actually sometimes the most helpful. Yeah. What about you? I thought I was going to say one thing, mm. but I'm going to switch it up and say another. And that is, it's almost, it's actually very similar to what you said about um, moments of like disappointment or tension or something like that. Mm-hmm. So we've already recorded this episode. <laughs> <laughs> right. We recorded this episode a while ago. And for our listeners, um, unfortunately, it didn't get saved. In our files. And there is that moment of pure, <laughs> pure like terror. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Devastating. Like, yeah. Devastation when I'm like looking at my computer and the file just doesn't exist. It's like that's it's I I I compare it to that same feeling of like you left your phone at the supermarket and you just realized that it's like not with you. And that pit in the stomach. And 
I was so sad. I called Sunny and I was like, Sunny, like, oh, we lost this like great episode that we recorded all about mm-hmm. creativity. Mm-hmm. And your response, Sunny, was, you know, I mean, you're you're grieving. You lost something that was really important to you. And that's hard. And that's like totally okay for you to sit in that in those feelings. But also, if that happened, it was probably meant to happen. And just because we talked about creativity for an hour another time doesn't mean we can't do it again. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And for me, I suppose, and maybe this is more like aligning with the universe answering that question, but I think it's just being open. And that moment was like being open, as you say, right? And just allowing for other results to take place that are not what you expect. Oh my gosh, what you're saying rings such a bell because there are so many critiques of that phrase, it was meant to be, mm-hmm. right? Because it mm-hmm. it signals a kind of resignation. Sure. Um, and for me, it's not, I think sometimes we get so focused on the literal meaning of something or uh, get caught in just one frame of an event. And what does the phrase, it was meant to happen, what is the effect that it has, um, which is that it allows us to imagine a unexpected or surprising effect from mm-hmm. something that feels so devastating. Right. And to kind of find some solace in that, mm-hmm. right? It's like, you know what? Yeah. You know, okay. So that happens and we can move forward and <laughs> it'll be fine. And this episode is completely different. <laughs> so different. Yeah. And just as valuable. You know, yeah. and I feel like I'm coming at it from a very, like, I suppose, grateful perspective, you know? Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. The abundance. We can talk about creativity for two hours. <laughs> oh gosh, I know. <laughs> well, what a lovely thought and sentiment to have as we go into our affirmations. What are our affirmations for this week, Jamie? So glad you asked. <laughs> and I encourage folks who are listening in to create your own affirmations if you'd like. But if you if you prefer to follow along on ours if you could take a deep breath and settle in and maybe place your hand on your heart I allow creativity to flourish in my life I am brave for being creative I see the world with new eyes. I love that. Thank Uh, you. Those are good ones. Those Mm -hmm. are good ones. Well, I hope you enjoyed our episode on creativity and stick around for our next episode in two weeks, which will feature an interview with an incredible person. Um, and famous person who I think will be like the only famous person on this podcast. Um, So stick around because you won't want to miss it. Until next time, we'll talk soon. Bye. Bye.
Thank you for joining us on Are You There Universe, where we get to reimagine a new world together. We're so grateful to you, and we hope you can join us again next time to dive deeper into the intersections between social justice and spirituality. If you're curious about our other projects and extensions of this work, connect with us. We'd love to have you join our community on Instagram at areyouthere.universe. You can also find me, Sunny, at sunny underscore mystic, and find Jamie on our website, www.jamiewu.com.